Welcome, foolish mortals. Time to be turning around. If only you could. Cause this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness! What's holding you up? Let's get on with the show. We can't hang around here all day. Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. There's no turning back now. This is the greatest show. It's time for the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast with your hosts, Michael Hurley and Gary Aruda. That's right. This is the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast, episode number 479, recorded from the DeFont Leroy Studios in Kent County, Rhode Island, in sunny southwest Florida. I'm your host, Gary, joined as always by my co host and my cousin, Mike, down in Florida. How are you doing today, Michael? I'm doing well. Yeah? What's going yeah. on in your neck of the woods? Not much. No? No. Anything good? You have any reciprocals lined up, or are you just going to be, uh, be gone? I haven't decided yet. While? You might just quit, huh? This could be I... it. Could be it. You think so? Like, if you take three months off of golf, or whatever, what is it going to be? Two and a half months? Three months? Yeah, three months. And I'm not as aggravated and hateful. Right, and then you go back and you leave three at your feet on the first hole chipping. Yeah, you, that just could be it for you, right? Yeah, there's very, very high probability of that happening. Well, I guess we'll see what happens, right? Do you see Hovland leave one at his foot feet today? No, he won though. I didn't yeah, see. Yeah, he had to be. He had to be really, really cute, and he it literally went about two feet. Oh, really? Yep. That's funny. That place was tearing those guys up. I had Billy Horschel crying after round one. That place looks so nice, didn't it? Oh, I love that. I love that course. That's a great... That's one of the best ones on tour, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. The Memorial. I like River Highlands, though, too. TPC. That's coming up... Uh, what's that? Usually right after the U.S. Right Open. Right after right? the U.S. Open. Yeah. Well, Mike, this week we're joined by our, our two resident professors. Oh, wow. Professor Joe Qua and Professor Angry Newfield Jr., because this is uh, class two of DVC University this week. I mean, we'd like to welcome our uh, our professors, Phil, Joe. How are you guys doing this evening? Good. How about you guys? Fantastic. I'm doing good. I, uh, I'm going to extend the uh, the reciprocals over to the east coast of Florida, Mike. If you want, I said the invite is open for you. If I if I come it's back a, out of retirement, three hours away though. That's, 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 <laughs> Are we still going to play in June, though, when I'm down in... Uh... Yes, yes. It's coming up quick. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll send, I'll send you, like, four or five that I think you would like. And then you go, you you do your internet searches. And... All right. I mean, we could play, so we could play in Orlando, we could play up by you. I mean, it's whatever. That'd be the best one of that. So you're traveling to the other side of the state, Joe? Is that what's happening? Yeah, I got a, I got a conference in uh, Sand Key area. I guess it's oh, south of Clearwater, I guess, right? So I got a conference there for three days, and one day is kind of a quasi-travel day in Omen State. So I'll just have somebody kind of act for me, and I'll head over there, maybe take a four hours of leave, play some golf, Mike, and uh, you know, we've been talking That's about cool. enough on our little on our chat. You know, it's like we might as well make this happen. I can't just afford down. Disney. Have you looked at prices? Still I have like not, a buck no. and a quarter. I'm like, you gotta That's be kidding ridiculous. me. Oh, for for the three courses, it's still that much, even it's in the still summer. That much? Yeah, look at LBV. It's, it was like one twenty-five. I'm like, I. What are you kidding me? Is that that's with discount? Summertime. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I'll get a little discount here and there, but because I know, like, the this Florida is, resident rate is a little lower, DVC rates lower. This is why I play Orange Lake, man. When I'm over there, it's just it's not as expensive, so it's a little pricey. But I get. Am on, I going to no be problem. hitting the nice though? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that course. makes you feel like Have you're at home at Lake Buena Vista. No, no. I mean, at home at Sarah Bay, I can just blow it all over the place, and you can find your ball. Yeah, I mean, there's still a couple houses we could hit. I mean, I I hit it off the chain link fence on number eight. 
That was somebody's <laughs> backyard. Don't talk about that. <laughs> you hit it through the chain link fence on I number eight. It, I hit it through. It was low going right. I also I uh, that I got the that, that house behind the green on six scares me. Like I feel like that one's in play. That one scares me when I'm in that front bunker. Right, that's what I mean. Because his window looks enormous, doesn't it? <laughs> and you like a big beacon. You know that that thing they're gonna hear that from. They're gonna hear that in the Tampa when you thin, when you think your bunker shot, and that's an expensive window. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be bad. That's how much room do I have on my credit card window? You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's been a couple times I I sailed one into the guy's backyard. <laughs> That's pretty far. That's like 30 yards beyond the green. I thinned it OB. <laughs> thinned it OB into his backyard. Almost. <laughs> you try to hit a bunker shot seven yards and go 60. <laughs> the, the worst part is by the rules of golf, you have to drop it again at your feet in the bunker and try again. Is that where you have to go? Well, if it's OB, you just re-hit it from where you are. Yeah. <laughs> If it's white stakes, then yeah, you got to rehit. Stroke and distance to penalty stroke, penalty strokes from where it went out of bounds. Oh yeah, that's a newer rule, but yeah, he's been but now you're losing two game. shots now. So yeah, that's why for the life of me, I don't understand when people hit their drive out of bounds when they retee it. Well, that used to be the only option. Yeah, but I'm saying now. But now, well, it's but a, you're hitting three off the tee instead of hitting four. Yeah, but if if you split the fairway, you're still hitting four. True. Off the tee, right? But right. most so stuff is a, a hazard too. anyway, man. So it's just, I mean, look, I, I'm not playing competitive golf. Everything should be a hazard. It's like just drop it. Let's go. Oh yeah. Oh, that's playing. how. Oh, that's how I play all the time. Yeah. But like, if you're actually playing in like the member guest, you have to True. play you by play the rules, rules, something like that. You know. Unless you unless you Dick Busby and you have seventeen clubs, that was his brother though. That wasn't Dick. Oh, that, that was, was written out. What was his name? Kevin. Kevin Busby. I'm on yeah. a route. He's asking me. So can you move that? I'm like, no. We're playing a you know competitive match right here. I got to play it down. Blah blah blah. Oh, and I look at Gary. How many clubs does he have in his bag? He had like twenty three. Like your typical old man. He's got like seven chippers. There were only irons too. Wood. He didn't have a single wood. It was irons. That's all he had. And I think I counted 18 clubs. <laughs> They're telling me to play it down in between two roots, about to break my wrist and the club at the same time. You got to play it down. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> Oops. Richard, now I got to edit. Mike's on one already. That's the last thing I need. Talk about Richard Busby. <laughs> that name's so stupid. It's a very dumb name. He's a house you could potentially hit. What's he off? 14? Uh, yeah, 15, 40, 14. Oh, anyway, should we take our first break? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. When you see a shooting star, the adventure inside your heart is pulling you close to where the future starts. The magic that's in your eyes Traditions we build for life Year after year the memories fill the sky Everybody welcome home To your home away from home Where magic never ends With family and friends Making memories so strong We believe in somewhere place where all your dreams come true together we can grow let the whole world know where we are is right right where we belong all right we are back from break episode number 479 of the wdw beyond the gates podcast this is dvc university class two and the topic of of this class is how many points do you need and i guess the probably the easy answer is always more right all of them you just need more but uh we're gonna try to figure out the best strategy for somebody maybe looking into it for the first time how many points you should get 
whether it's on your initial contract or what you want to work towards and how to figure out how many points your family might need. Um, in the first uh, DVC University, we discuss basically what are points and how to select a home resort. And that will come into play a little bit with what we're talking about. I don't know. I mean, at this point, I think anybody out there listening to us probably has a decent grasp of what uh, the points are. Many people have a very firm grasp of it because I know a lot of our listeners are DVC members. Um, but if you're not and you don't know that much about it, we you can go back to episode number 461, was it, Mike? Yeah, it was in January. Back in January and uh, listen to university class number one. Get a recap of that. Figure out some good strategies for picking a home resort. And then now we're going to talk about how to make the decision on how many points. Before we move need. forward, I, I did my yeah. due diligence and re-listened to the episode last night. Oh, okay. And I was a mess when Joe was talking about how he's played golf, like had the first tee time a couple times at LBV, and people have offered him a cup of coffee. You like that, that was absolutely. beautiful. That's so good. Welcome home, baby. That's what it's all about. <laughs> like That's one of those where, you, like, if you're single and you look over your shoulder and you got a two-hole gap, do you just sit on the, on the patio with them? Maybe. I mean, if you're a good enough player, man, like I would say, you know, like you said, split the fairway and then go sit for like five minutes at the guy. Yeah, have a, that's so nice. If you're really good, you should hit your second shot first, knock it on the green, and then have the coffee. And then drive back. Yeah. But uh, I will say it's one of my favorite stories I've told. Like I tell all the time, it was such a cool experience. He's like, we took a cup of coffee. I'm like, I'm good, but thank you. Like this guy was out there. But that's what being a DVC owner is about. It's not about rope dropping every morning. No. It's about enjoying the room, enjoying the resort, slowing down for five minutes, sleeping we, in. When Kristen and I ran, because we haven't, talked about it well we've talked a couple times about my saratoga springs resort but i hadn't stayed there when we did our first show and it was the same thing we went for a run in the morning and everybody was out on their patio drinking coffee and having breakfast and i'm like this vibe is just killer it feels yeah. different at that one and old key west just how they're set up like where you can see those people like if you're at animal kingdom you can't really walk by people on their balconies because then you'd be on the savannah. You know, there's not right. like it's not set up that way. And even like Grand Floridian to some extent isn't really set up where you're going to be going by people on their patios and on their balconies while you're walking around the resort. But I feel like the the bigger spread out ones kind of have that that set up a little bit. When more. I told I mean, Joe that I had never stayed there and I was staying there on my birthday, and he told me that it was like. An apartment complex. I said, "Oh, I'm gonna really like this." <laughs> That's what most people say. I mean, between Okie, yeah, West, in a derogatory way, but to me, I well, think it's a positive. I love it. I mean, yeah, I, pull no my, I pull my car right up front. I mean, but the other ones that you're talking about, Gary, are like those are hotels, even though they're quote unquote yes. villas, right? They're they're hotel rooms. But when you're staying at those other resorts where you have the balcony, where you have like it feels more apartmenty, kind of, it's a different vibe. You're not you're not yeah. worried about like you know hearing people running down, up and down the hallways and stuff. It's just it's a different you know. Well, in Old Key West, especially, just because a lot of the owners there are, are original established owners. They've done the parks 4,000 times. They're there to they really enjoy the resort, take their time. And I've said it. You, you want to get a bus to rope drop from Old Key West, it's empty. But good luck trying to hop on a bus to the parks at 10, 30, 11 o'clock. They're mobbed because everyone at Old Key West, I, mean, it, I think the resort itself has that laid back vibe. But. The guests there, the, the owners that are at Old Key West that have been in Old Key West since the mid to late 90s are there just to enjoy the resort. It's a totally different feel. Yeah, that's that's definitely a good point. They, I know Old Key West has that kind of uh, reputation, for lack of a better word, of having the most original. I mean, obviously it was the original one, but... I think a lot of people actually take pride in being the original owner of the contract and using only old Key West. Cause when they bought in, that was it. You bought in to stay at old Key West. That's all it was. You bought no in other... a Disney vacation club, right? The Disney That's vacation what club resort. That's what it's called. Right. And that was your only option. And people are happy with that. And then there's a lot of people that have those contracts that stick with that. A lot of grandparents taking grandkids down at old Key West. It's, you know, second, third generation going through that resort. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool thinking about it that way. 
Um, but we'll get back to the topic at hand. I do want to ask Joe though, when you go first off Lake Buena Vista, is there like do you get screwed coming around the turn with them sending people off the back nine? Or can you pretty much buzz um, through? No, because at that time they were still they yes, because they were sending if I'm playing really well, the one time I think I played in 55 minutes or an hour, I played really well. There's like one or two over. And like, yeah, they were sending out the um, the Sunrise 9 at the yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. So, the so they're was, still the, doing that when potentially people are turning on, especially a single. Sure. Yeah. The starter was like, Are you serious? I said, Yeah, dude. Like, I played really well and I was by myself. He's like, He's like, Skip to like 12. He's like, I'll bounce you around as long as you don't mind. I said, Sure, no problem. So I, he like led me out there. To like 12 and then i played like the par three across the street um it was 11 or 12 and then i just kept going and kind of bouncing around so so it, then yeah, how I, the hell did, did you play 10 and 11 when you just have i, I kind of um, snuck it i kind of snuck in between some people yeah. and just yeah <laughs> so it was a little i mean it was a little bit wasn't ideal but i also got done super early my wife was sleeping so i didn't want to like you know i want to spend time with her too she's cool at the time she didn't play at the time she plays now um but i just want to go and just kind of Hang out a quick 18 and be done. Um, and I like to play fast. Like, I don't want to be out there five hours, six hours. It's hot, stinks. It's like, yeah, I mean, some, the, that appeals to me to be the first tea time, even just nine holes to get nine holes in in an hour and 20 minutes or something and just be done. Like, that's, I, that's pretty sweet. The older I get, I just want to play nine holes and be done. <laughs> it's like nine holes and that, I'm good. Thanks. But, and, and honestly, even if you're doing parks, you go out early. It's like, yeah, go to the parks, get there for like 11. I mean, if you're really tired, you could still rope drop. Get out at yeah, I mean, 7, yeah. you're done at 8.30, <laughs> and you could be in the parks by 9.30. That's true, yeah. Anyway, so we'll get into the topic. Um, how many points do you need? Now, we all four of us have different point totals. I think uh, Joe and Phil... You both have multiple contracts, correct? Or do you only have one? Oh, Joe, you both have multiple contracts. And, uh, I have two. So do I. So, obviously, the initial purchase ended up not being enough, or that was the the plan all along. I always wonder, like, the if, if people say, I'll just buy what I can afford now and then plan on adding, or they just start staying and it's like, I like this. I want what were more. Both of your, what were your first contracts? Go ahead, Joe. Oh, sure. Uh, mine was my first one was 150 at Saratoga, February UC year. Um, and, it was, and actually, it was a loaded contract that a friend of mine had kind of pointed it out. He's like, dude, check this out. This is really good. And funny story is I actually bought it while in a hotel room at Port Orleans French Quarter. I was on the <laughs> phone with the, with the guy from uh, from the, the resale market. But, um, yeah, it just it was a perfect amount of points, and it kind of goes into our topic. And I'm sure Phil will have a similar uh, experience. Like I kind of did my research ahead of time, and I knew what the point values were. I wanted to have a contract that I could extend and get the most bang for my buck. The most important thing that is is I was on property, so I really didn't care. That's so when I was a Saratoga. Like, cool, don't care. It's it's down by downtown Disney at the time. As long as I'm on property, I can get on a bus because at the time I wasn't living in Florida. I'm like, this is perfect. And I looked at the points charts and I realized what my wife and I like to do in the amount of days we like to vacation. And that kind of goes into our topic tonight. I knew what I needed for where I wanted to stay in the type of room I wanted. And eventually I did get a second contract, which was 30 points because I just wanted to have a little bit more because we wanted to go to Hawaii and stuff and do some other, um, some other trips that were a little bit more. So that 30 point was a nice bonus, um, contract on top of that, but we're pretty good with 180 now. Um, Especially being here in Florida, we don't. It sounds bad. We don't go as much. <laughs> if we're like close to it. We don't go as much. Uh, it's a lot. We do a lot of day trips now. So it's. Uh, I hate to say this. I have like a hundred and like sixty points just sitting in my account doing nothing right now. I probably I need to spend before the end of the year. So I need to book some some nights somewhere. But oh, okay, yeah, that's kind of how it started. Past your banking? No, I can still bank. I can still bank. So oh, I think right. the, the one contract I can still bank. Yeah, but I, I got to do something with them. They're, the one contract's still sitting. You have two different use years, right? You no, mine are both February. They're both February. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, it just makes things easier. Yeah, I know most people recommend staying in the same use year. I just didn't, I couldn't remember. I can't so, imagine trying to manage two different, three different use years. I mean, I know people who have done it said you just got to pay attention to it, but it would just get so darn confusing for me. 
And how about you, Phil? What was your uh, initial contract? So we had, like Joe said, researched it for quite a while. We had been going with the kids for, gosh, by that point, at least two or three years. We knew we liked deluxe accommodations. We had stayed. No, we stayed in a moderate for the first time after we bought, actually, if it was for Marathon Weekend. But, you know, we had been to Poly. We had been to Beach Club. We had been to Yacht Club. We had tried Boardwalk. I knew that I liked the deluxe resorts. I liked the access. I liked the food. I liked the room size. I liked just everything about them. So me being me, I analyze everything to death and then analyze it again. There were spreadsheets involved, you name it. So we were down for one visit and I just happened to, I'd walked by the DVC booths forever and my wife wasn't with me, which is probably her downfall. And I stopped to chat with the guy. I think at the time the kids got free ice cream and you got like three fast passes for everything, but and, and, a gift, and, Elsa and a gift card and passage and it uh i don't remember if we got a gift card at the time so anyway we went for the tour the kids had ice cream we went back and forth i was still you know it's a lot of money i knew also i had looked at the resale versus direct and i know we've talked about this before i just wanted the blue card it's just that's who i am i wanted the blue card i wanted the access i was willing to pay for it up front so we sat down at the time they had copper creek polynesian and alani they still got Alani. I think that's never going to sell out. We had looked at all the models. We had stayed at Polynesian and I'll get to it in a second. We made one miscalculation without thinking, but having now stayed at Copper Creek, we looked at the model and I don't think the model they had at the time accurately represented it. We knew we loved Polynesian. So what I did was looked at where I knew we would vacation. We always vacation on the same weeks of the same months every year and looked at how many points I needed for seven nights because it was traditionally for us an eight-day stay. And that dictated how many points I wanted. We knew we were staying at Poly. We knew we went in two different periods. And if I had 150 points, I'd be able to get away with the time I wanted to stay. So our first contract was a direct contract for 150 points at Polynesian. At the time I bought, we've got a March use here. I purchased it right before Christmas in December of seventeen. And I ended up with the points from the year before that I knew were going to run out. So we immediately banked those and banked those 150 points ahead. I think we went two or three years. And the part that I miscalculated on was the kids were little at the time and we were used to staying in studios. And they say, once you stay in a one bedroom, especially with a family, it's, it's hard to go back to a studio. We made the mistake of staying in a one bedroom and there was no turning back at that point. And I knew that I was going to need more points to get into a one bedroom. So we went looking, I came across a March use year Polynesian 125 point resale contract that was fully loaded. So that allowed me to purchase that contract and then bank those 125 points ahead along with the 150 I had banked that had just been rolling over and rolling over. So now we sit at 275, 275 to put it in perspective. I think, you know, we stayed at, Grand Cal in the one bedroom that blew out the points. I've got nine days booked at old key West in December, and I'm still banking ahead at this point, 99 points. So the idea now is we can do either a long one bedroom stay, or we can kind of get away with a two bedroom in certain resorts and be able to do that once a year. As the kids get older, we've got more space. The kids can't leave school. Like we used to take them out all the time. They're going into middle school. So now we sit at 275 on two separate contracts, both resale and, direct yeah so you basically now have got to the point where you want to have enough to do a one bedroom for seven to ten nights a year basically. exactly yeah which makes sense so that's why you needed that second contract need of course is the word but like, i'll know. be perfectly honest I've, I've got my eye on that new poly tower and depending on which direction it goes in you know if it's the same association i'm probably going to get another 50 points just because i want them plain and simple well because then you can stay in the one bedrooms and two bedrooms at your home resort exactly i'll have that 11 month booking window which is nice i don't want to jump ahead gary but if i could just throw my two cents in i think what phil and i are saying is you really have to be honest with yourself you really have to sit down and look at the charts look at how you like to vacation Mm-hmm. You know, Phil is a big Polynesian guy. So Polynesian points are going to be more. Some people staying on, on the monorail loop is a huge deal. Being close to the Magic Kingdom, jumping on the monorail to Epcot is a big deal. For Jen and I, like, we like the peace and quiet. We like having LBV right on our back door where 
I can watch golfers go by and have a beer and just, just hang out. That means lots of being close to Disney Springs, being honest with how you vacation. It's super easy to get that first contract and then just be immediately on the resale market or even going back to seeing a guy at, at Disney and buying more points than you need. So I would definitely suggest is like, do your research like we did know how you want a vacation. Don't lie to yourself about it. Be like, this is what we're going to spend. We're only going to do one trip a year. You know, don't tell yourself like, oh, maybe we'll start doing more trips and we'll start coming down more, especially if you're not a local. If, you, if that's not how you vacation, don't overextend yourself. You could always add on later, but that's what I'm saying. Just do your homework and add on little by little. Don't, because it's real easy to jump in and be like, yeah, I had 150 points. Now I got 500 or 700 and then you're mm-hmm. stuck and then that it's hard to use them sometimes because you have so many and can't get the time off. So well, that's and also, it's easy to get really excited and really overcommit to too many points. And you can also, like you said, you can always add on mm-hmm. and it's easier to unload. If it's not, if you don't have 700 points in one contract, it's easier to unload 450 point contracts. Right. Than, that's than why they're so much contract. more valuable. Cause if you have yep. a look at the resale contracts, the thousand, pointer at the grand floridian might be going for 150 dollars a point where the you know 75 pointer at the grand floridians 175 you know, high, or high, like that. high yeah. ones you know almost what they're selling it direct because you know people want the smaller contracts it's way more flexible when you buy the smaller contracts and a counterpoint to joe as well it, i found that the ability to go and use the points once you purchase them is a bit of it's a bit addictive, you know, that that's the add on I just hear everyone talk about. You get down there and you see how easy it is to spend those points. You know, we thought we were going to be fine at 150 and maybe we'd look later. And within two years, it was like, mm, we come down here an awful lot. We want more space. But we were able to go in and buy additional contracts that were smaller. You know, my kids now fight over who gets the 150 and who gets the 125 when I die. So, you know, it, it's real easy to get addicted to it and just start binge spending on points. I've seen people do it. You've just got to be careful getting locked into that and that initial excitement of those first couple of DVC stays where you get to buy the DVC merch and you know my wife's got the spirit jersey and the backpack and the mug and the license plate holder and you can get sucked into that world real quick hmm. if you're not careful. I mean, there, there's also an option if you don't want kids fighting. We don't talk about it much, but you could also will to the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast. We can get That's you or true. anybody else who is listening in touch with our lawyers if beneficiary additional information, correct? <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be one way to do it for sure. Um, and then Mike, you did 150 direct mm-hmm. for your first contract. I say first because yeah. there's inevitably gonna be a second one for you, I think. You, I, it, it, when you first bought, you hadn't spent a point, and I was a disaster. How... When I first bought it, when I first bought it, I was a disaster. But like, like what Joe was saying, my recommendation is go small Start at the small, beginning yeah. and really see what you're gonna do because right now 150 is gonna work for us. We, I, I, I did the math. I said I'd like to be able to go up once a quarter for two nights, and. 150 to 170 will work at the Grand Floridian, but we don't want to stay there all the time. So the weekend that we stayed at Saratoga Springs was it was in the high season because it was around Easter. Yeah, we're still, you know, 14 points a, a night over there, which is not terrible. Yeah, like Saratoga's highest is 21 to 25 points per night it looks like and that's like christmas week yep and i'm always surprised how saratoga is actually more expensive than old key west and the rooms are larger even though they're older they're larger at old key west yeah so it's just but that goes back to the initial setup they can't add points true so they that's what they initially set out at old key west and they probably I'll tell you what, Joe, I stayed at a studio of both of them, and I think Saratoga Springs blows away Oki West. Yeah, Oki West, the, the a lot of the studios, the the layout's weird. Terrible. It's an and, awful uh, layout for the And it's sometimes it, it's very similar because they're almost like lock-offs, and they're very they similar. They're all to, lock-offs to the one. And, yep, yep. And the last time we stayed at Vero Beach, Jen and I, we were 
the one time we were actually like in the inn in the main building, but then the second time we were in one of like the vacation villas, like sure, the side, off to the side, yeah. And and they got the door there, which is a lock off, and you can just hear everything through the door. It's just it's an odd setup. So like we're like in this room here, and then you get the door, you can hear everything from the people on the other side. Mm-hmm. We're in the one bedroom side. It's just it's 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 odd. I, I tell you, man, Saratoga, I, I love it. I think it's. Even some of the other podcasts, some of the larger podcasts have said that Saratoga is a little underrated, and uh, I'm, I'm pushing for it. I'm a, I'm a fan of the underdog, so as you guys all know that. So glad you some, your stay. One of the nice things about Saratoga is, and Old Key West for that matter, is availability. Like, you're not fighting tooth and nail to get what no. you want at those places. So if you like staying at those lower point low key kind of places i mean that's perfect you couldn't get a lot more bang for your buck with points wise like yeah and phil you've mentioned uh, on numerous occasions your biggest thing is location you want to have access to either epcot or magic kingdom when you're staying on your trip because you guys do the, Go parks. To the parks you want to young you, kids right it's killing me. The, it was the kids who made the decision for December to go to Old Key West because they like the size of the rooms. And I fought it tooth and nail. And, you know, <laughs> we let them make the decision. But being that far removed, and we like Old Key West, and we wanted to dislike it the first time we stayed there. It, it's nice. It's laid back. It's got a totally different vibe. But not being able to take a boat or a monorail or walk into a park during my trip is going to kill me. It's absolutely going to kill me. Is it worth renting a car? No, I don't think it's there. It. No. I, mean, it, it's, I think we talked about it in the last episode. I, I figured out how to work the old Key West system to get on the bus. It's yeah. just all about being close to Hospitality House and watching the bus schedule. Um, you know, But just to go back to a point I was looking while you guys were talking, figuring out where you want to stay and what suits you is so critical when you're looking at the number of points you want. So just to compare, we talked about Old Key West being a low point resort. So if I pick the first week of December, which is typically when we go, a mm-hmm. one bedroom is 181 points at Old Key West to stay for, for the week. week. Yeah. You go to Grand Floridian the exact same week. It depending on your view, it's either 282 points or 340 points. That's a big spread, 181 to 340 to determine how many points you need. So, you know, Joe made it really clear. Figure out how you vacation. It's absolutely critical to know what you like, what you're willing to accept, what you want to do, what your home resort is going to be, what you love, because this is a long-term investment. And Mm -hmm. that is going to be so critical in dictating how many points you need. You know, if I had gone and bought 150 points because I could afford it at Grand Floridian, I could stay like four or five days depending on the season at grand floridian that's not a lot but at 150 points i could go and stay at old key west for you know six or seven days in a one bedroom or i think you can stay like 18 months in a studio the points charts are so low over there but phil think also about just using your example there is this a 180 to say like that same stay was 180 at one resort and 380 at another resort right think about just your maintenance fees alone per year yeah. How many more points you have to buy just at the same state at a different resort and how much that's going to cost you every year on top of that to pay for the maintenance. You bring up a good point. I mean, if you look at the long term of a DVC purchase and it's all, it's all maintenance fees, all maintenance fees, it, the upfront cost is the one that stings at first. But where all your money is going to go over the course of four or five decades is maintenance fees. That's so- a big number. Somebody said it's like uh, I don't own one, but somebody said it's like having a a boat or a pool. They said it's like uh, a boat is always one of those investments that's like it's always taking money out of you, right? Same thing with a pool. You spend that money to get a pool, and it starts leaking. I get it cleaned all the time. You got to add water to it, the chlorine. It's like over the period of time. It's like uh, those are two examples I heard of that's one hundred percent correct. But uh, that's you know. As the guy who owns and operates the local boat towing business and has eight boats, I can assure you it's the maintenance that. That kills you. There you go. But yeah, that's one of the things that I actually was going to bring up when you talk about uh, Joe, you said it being honest with yourself, how you want to do it. Like when we looked at our contract, which we got 160 points, um, we wanted to use it for a studio for a week in the summer when we go, or, you know, maybe every other year, if when the kids get older, we'll do a week in a one bed, but at least that gives us the either 160 or 320 points 
if we're going to bank it and go every other year. Um, and I figured if we stay at Saratoga, you know, you could get. I mean, I'm looking at the point chart right now. Two hundred six to two thirty four midsummer. Yeah, for a one bedroom for a one bedroom, and then it's one thirteen for a preferred studio. So you could even do eight or nine nights with a hundred. Like we could, if we want to stay in a studio for nine nights. I mean, that's that's pretty good at Saratoga, and then also, but it gives you a little more wiggle room if you want to stay at other places, and you're not. You know, I mean, if you're doing. You're not selling yourself Saratoga. short. Yeah, I mean, you could do, or you could say, well, instead of doing nine nights at Saratoga, we'll do five or six at like Boardwalk or at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge or whatever. If you want to turn off somewhere else and have that little bit of buffer yeah. room, you we know, did that I, last oh. year. That's a great way to stretch your points. I typically don't like split stays. No offense to anybody's podcast, but um, <laughs> you know, we did I think three or four nights at Polly because we wanted that access and the kids wanted to do Polly. And then we moved over to old key West and we were able to stretch those vacation mm-hmm. points out a lot further because we took a studio, did our few days and then moved into the bigger accommodation. So I call the DVC math. You're always trying to figure out how to maximize that point value. I mean, that's See, what no, we I, were talking I, about today. Go ahead. go ahead. No, I'm sorry, Mike, you go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, Sarah and I were in the car today and I was saying how next summer, we want to go for a week. And I said, we'll book as soon as the 11th month window opens, we'll book at Saratoga for right. the week. And then when seven months, we can decide if we yeah, want to do a split mod. stay or figure out what's available right. and, and go from there and check out some of the other resorts. So it does give you that flexibility. And then, you know, we have that 160 points and you don't have to use them all every year because you can bank them. So if it ends up being 125, then great. We have even more for the next year and so on and so forth. But yeah, it goes back. You don't want to overextend. And now you feel like you have to stay longer or if you're not local and then you end up, you know, doing a one bedroom every time. And now your maintenance fees are 3,500 a year instead of 1,500 a year. And it, it ends up getting more expensive over the course of the contract. So I think really, like you said, being honest with how you want to use those points. And right now we want to use them for studios and Phil, like you said, as the kids get older, you may want to use them for a one bedroom. And then that changes the math and you got to decide if you want to stay for shorter amounts of time, or if you want to get more points and and keep using it. Right. You know, again, back to my mistake, be honest about where you're going to be in five or 10 years. I think, you know, a lot of the contracts that I see, what did I read somewhere that the average DVC contract only goes like five to seven years. You know, a lot of people bail out at that point. It, mm. You get lost in that magic of being on property and you get lost in that nostalgia you're creating. And, and let's be honest, they bank on that. That's why they want you to come for the tour while you're there. You're not looking forward to five years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now. When we bought, my kids were, what four and six i think you know by the time that contract's over my kids are going to be well into their 40s so where are you looking long term you know you've got to be very cognizant of what your family does how your vacationing is going to change you know there's some other shows i listen to you know there's guys they go they're they're done with the parks but they figured out how to enjoy the resorts i've seen a lot of contracts come up on the market or on the the various social media pages where people got four or five years in and they got sick of it or they couldn't keep up the payments you've got to be honest not just with what's going through your head today when you just got off the ride and met the princesses with your daughter you've got to be honest about what you're going to want years down the road because it's a long-term investment yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm at about eight. I'm at about eight years right now, and I don't want to say it's lost its luster, but I would say that my enthusiasm about being a DVC member is okay. I'm not wearing the hat every day in the park now, like I used. Were to. you grandfathered in? Yes, um, I was, when you I was bought grand- resale, so you have the blue card. Yep, I got the blue card. That's yeah, okay. Out of curiosity, Joe, how much of that is affected by the fact that you now live in Florida it versus our it, traveling? It's, it's a it's a huge. Because we can go whenever, and a lot of times we're just doing like shorter stays. And we, we've said this: DVC, it's it's a long, it's a long term, not long term. It's a, something you want to plan out long term. It's very hard to get a last minute reserve. Even Saratoga, like you can't get like something a week out. It's it's not no, going to happen. No, so can't. that's where we Jen and I are running into some problems where 
you know, listen, the, the days are kind of like meshing all together. Like we're back to work, the pandemic's over and we're traveling for work now. And I'm like, all right, crap, it's already June already. And I, like I said, I'm sitting at a ton of points right now. Like I have my rooms booked for marathon weekend for January already. I'm good to go, but we're doing a, like we usually go to Vero for our anniversary or we'll go to like maybe Saratoga for like uh, September for like three, four days. We'll, we'll do the parks, whatever. But we're going on a cruise this year. We're going on a Royal Caribbean cruise. So like that's done. We're going to Disneyland with the DDP uh, podcast in like a, about a month. So I couldn't get uh, Grand California. And nope. so that's not happening. So I am sitting at a plethora of points, uh, but it's because we're close to Orlando. We're like an hour and 20 minutes away. It does make a difference where I'm not using that giant number of points. That's why I'm really stressing, like, be honest with yourself. Don't overestimate like, oh, if I buy 300 points, oh, we'll do extra weekends because don't let the DVC points dictate your patterns of what you're doing. Because after six, seven, eight years, the luster will wear off a little bit. And, I, and listen, I'm a guy who has like a, a a separate little podcast about like resorts. And I love resorts. I'm a resort guy on DDP today. You guys know that. I love the hotels. I, I, could, I could go to Disney and never step foot in the park and be happy. But at the same time, it does lose its luster a little bit. I've stayed in a lot of them. And sometimes it's a little frustrating. So that's what I'm saying. But I still love it. I'm not giving it up, though, because trust me. I'm going out to Disneyland in about a month and I got the bill is coming due tomorrow and it it's, hurts, it hurts, dude. It's awful. It, it's awful. And, uh, it, it's put it this way. Five days in Disneyland, four days in Disneyland, four or five days at Disneyland at Paradise Pier is three years of my DVC maintenance. Mm -hmm. So it hurts. I just, I just had that's to why, the that's why I'm tickets not getting, for Ford. It hurt. Yeah. That's why I'm not getting rid of it. So, but as yeah. I'm saying, I'm just, that's the best piece of advice I can give to, the listeners from the show, it's like just be honest with yourself and don't overextend. Just plan it out because it's... no, you're not like going to stay at the Cascade cabins for like a couple nights, Joe, with all these extra <laughs> points because I'm, Mike would definitely meet you up there if you do that. Yeah, I mean that could be our next uh, WDWBTG golf trip, right? A gentleman golf trip. <laughs> yeah, and it needs to we happen. Could, we could all I mean, pull. We could all pull in some, a few points. The two hundred dollar round, but we're staying. <laughs> we can't afford the round of golf. Yeah, we'll I'm bitching about one hundred twenty five bucks, but we're gonna stay at the. Cabins. I mean, I think if we had the uh, the Cascade cabins, I don't think golf would be high on the priority list. No, it certainly would wouldn't. Y'all can go golf. I'll just stay back in the cabin and make sure that lunch and dinner are ready. Yeah. Well, you could be our head chef, but we'd also need you out there vlogging for us. Yeah, we need a you camera guy. Yeah, otherwise I'm just gonna chunk up that course something fierce. <laughs> hey, for, for 125 dollars, I got the great groundskeepers that can go fill with so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I but think Gary, Gary you it... you've done the extensive research too. Don't, do you think 160s? I think 160s plenty for you guys. I, I do too, right now. And I think um I have an advantage over Phil that my kids are both girls. So I'm going to get a longer shelf life out of them sleeping in the same bed on vacation. Probably I got a 10 years of that where I, I'll be okay. Um, Wait, you, so think, that's, you think they're going to be sleeping together when they're 18 and 16? It doesn't matter. I mean, my no, sisters they, did when we went on vacations. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, and there'll be points where as they get older, they might not want to go to Disney every year. And then that's when we can bank points and do the one bedrooms but even in a one bedroom they have to sleep in the same bed for a lot of them because they still only have right. to pull out you know don't even get me started on the studios that sleep five and the one bedrooms that sleep four so you might resort. need to start getting two bedroom points phil is what you're telling me uh, i think we're good at, but you're right <laughs> I mean, having a boy and a girl changes that calculus immediately because they're now at the age where they're, they're not going to share a bed period and right. you know in a couple more years it's going to be completely <laughs> inappropriate for them to share a bed but they just they have no interest in that where if i had two girls or two boys we could probably force the issue a little more yeah and i would be more than happy to stay at poly forever yeah. i'd love poly but we've had to make new choices now yeah oh they doesn't Polly have the drop-down bed under the TV? Or they no? do. I mean, our problem really, even though Polly has a big room, is we go for longer stays. If we were there for three or four days at a time, you just I, could do, it, I yeah. could do Polly, no problem whatsoever. But I'll tell you, by the end of day seven or eight, I mean, it, it, it looks like a meth house in that place. It's just <laughs> ugly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I do agree, though, Mike. I think my point, like 160... When I was looking at the contracts, I just mm -hmm. wanted like a little more points, a little more. Oh, points. absolutely. I, ha I had a number. So I kind of did a reverse 
I figured out like what the points would get me, but I had a number of what I wanted to spend, and I just wanted to get the most points for the most years out of that number of what I spent, and I, I ended up getting that loaded 160 contract for where we wanted to be cost wise and mm-hmm. it it worked out good and you know obviously saratoga is a lower cost of entry especially on the resale market or only on the resale market but and it's got longer years than like an old key west or a boardwalk it's not a 2042 resort i think it's 20 35 i forget what it is but either way extra years out of it things like that so th- those all played into it but um yeah 160 looking at the weekly charts of the places where when we want to stay and where we want to stay i mean i could stay at mm-hmm. animal kingdom i i mean theoretically not that i would get it i could stay a week at animal kingdom concierge for 158 points in the summer that's pretty I know sweet. I'm I know I'm not getting cuts right. here, but like Animal Kingdom, you can get a standard view Animal Kingdom pretty easily at the seven month mark a lot of times. Yep. yep. And that's only a hundred, hundred twenty five points for a week. I mean old Key West, you're looking at eighty seven for a week in the summer. Boardwalk, again, that's one's harder to get, but one uh, one sixteen for a week. So I mean we, we like to go in the summer, and July is usually when we go. That's, like, right in the middle, mm-hmm. value-wise, of the points. It's not You're not getting the best bang for your buck, but you're getting a pretty good bang for your buck point-wise. Um, not as good as Phil. Do you go early, May, when that in that group? Yes. Yeah, so you get that first two-week of May is an even lower one. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we so typically are, like, the second week of December, give or take. My daughter always has a gymnastics competition that first weekend in december so we'll either leave that sunday or that monday and then like may 4th or 5th we'll go out for another trip that nice. might be coming to an end here pretty soon with the kids getting older and not being able to pull them from school as easily but yeah it's tough to do two weeks when they time. get older yeah but and it's, yeah i think brought it up too and it, it, it understanding the point variations I, I it's funny when i listen to you list off the points we had gotten so acclimated to paying poly points you know the number of points it takes that i look at some of these mm-hmm. other resorts and understand how much further those points can get you it's just such a big consideration when you're looking at what you want to pick where you want to stay and what you're willing to pay because there's you know i said it before just such a huge variance in the points from resort to resort that it really does become a consideration of where you want to stay and i it, it seems like no matter what dvc conversation we have it comes back to that statement pick where you want to stay because that's it's going to dictate yeah. your 11-month window, your 7-month window, the number of points you need, the amount of money you're going to spend. It all comes back to the resort. Yeah, and and that's the one thing that everyone always says. You're right. It's a step, you know, at least in worst-case scenario, be okay with staying where you own. Like Saratoga, yeah, I haven't even stayed there, but based on what Joe and and Mike have said about it, I know I'm going to like it. I like yeah, the you're going to love it. Atmosphere anyway, being near the golf course is cool. I like being walking distance. I I like Disney Springs a lot, and I just hate getting there. It's a pain, and it's so nice staying there just to go. Like there were there were a, a day that we went over there two or three times. In That's what day. I mean. It's, like Disney it was Springs, great. it's like. Let's get on the bus early before the crowds come, and then you're like, "All right, we got to spend our four or five hours here because this is the only time we're coming yeah, on." And this then trip. you're miserable because it's crowded, and you're this and that, and then you want to get the hell out of there. Right, but if we're if you're staying at Saratoga, and you're doing your pool break or whatever, you're like, "Oh, let's run over, grab a bite to eat, you know, and then we'll head back to the park." So it's just nice having that aspect of it. Um, the location I like a lot. But I also like um, the opportunity to stay at some other places at the seven-month mark. I I do, you know, being able to kind of hop around, which is harder when you're trying to do a week at a time, I understand. So, like, split stays is going to be something that we'll definitely look at and try to do. I would say early on for us, as the first few times we use it, we're probably going to want to do split stays just to try to 
stay at as many places as we can. Because like I was going to say, I, I love the idea of split stays. It doesn't work for us because if we go up for a weekend, we don't want to check in Saturday and then have to check out at nine o'clock on Sunday. Right. Just to it, recheck back in. Like it doesn't make sense for a two. You lose too you, much time. You, you lose most of your vacation. Yeah. But if you but if you have a if you have a young family like Gary does and, and we're gonna check out at ten and go over to the parks and then go back to the new resort for swim time at three. Yeah, that's perfect. Then that does that does work. Yeah, because I'll take the bags and especially if you're staying for six, seven, eight nights, you don't mind after the third night switching over to the second resort. I think we've got it figured out. My wife refers to it as the homeless day. It, yeah. it took a couple of trips of splits days to figure out with little kids how to do it. You know, we, we'd go, it'd be warm. You do have that period of time in between when you check out and you check back in, especially if they're moving the bags for you. Things were a little dicey. So, you know, we figured it out now over the years that we'll take a backpack into the park that has everybody's swimsuits and, and pool gear in it. So you yeah. can go back and have that midday in the pool. But there's a weird period on that day when you're switching resorts where you really have nowhere to go for seven eight hours and the first couple of times we did it it was a bit disconcerting yeah when we did our split stay this summer we actually got caught in like the biggest rainstorm at magic kingdom like we were soaked head to and now where do you go and then we're on the bus we're like well let's go to animal kingdom and hope our room's ready and we actually got the text as we were like on the bus which was good because i'm like well we'll just sit in the lobby in our soaking wet clothes and maybe they'll take pity on us but you the got lucky. We had the kids, and it was like a May trip. It was 157 degrees in the shade, and they're just miserable by 11 o'clock. And our room wasn't ready till five or 5:30 that night. <laughs> we hadn't packed swim gear. So where do you go and hide with them? Like now, you've got to drag them around the park, miserable, trying to find air conditioning from place to place. And yeah, yeah that that threw us for a little bit of a loop. Or you just pump. And the other thing the arcade. <laughs> that concerns me too about a split stay is if you ever look at some of the groups on Facebook, sometimes people can't check in till one in the morning. <laughs> it always is later and later, isn't it, Mike? It gets later and later. I couldn't check in till two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's probably the most frustrating thing about Disney is um, everything just takes so long. And it's when you're when you're doing the splits there, even when you get to, it's very rare, even on your check-in day, that your room is ready early. Like it's very rare. And it's just like, oh my gosh, things just take so long around here. It's like there's a thousand rooms at this resort. You tell me there's not one that's there's not one right? exactly. It's like it's it's very very frustrating. I will say this, um, and Phil was talking about, you know, you have the homeless day, whatever. Um, I just did a trip with some of my friends from South Carolina, and uh, you know, so one thing we I, we actually started doing for these little day trips, we we stayed off site and. We would usually bring like a little bit of a change of clothes with us because we would do like a little bit of the parks and we want me want to change into like a nicer golf shirt or whatever. Uh, maybe keep like a towel, keep some like, you know, that stuff you could kind of wipe yourself off and you know, clean up a little bit right before dinner. Um, you Use a locker at the parks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, everybody kind of forgets about that. Um, you don't need to schlep your stuff all over. Like if you want to go to the Magic Kingdom for a little bit, spend the like eight or eight bucks over it is, throw it in a locker and keep it there. And then when you're ready to like have some like dry clothes or whatever, or just have your stuff with you waiting for your room to be done. I'd say the lockers, people overlook those. I mean, those were, I guess, huge back in the day. And then I guess people don't use them anymore. And we've used them a bunch of times uh, on our little day trips. And they're actually pretty, uh, you know, if you want to have your stuff with you, they're pretty convenient. Just to kind of throw your thing into a locker. I don't even yeah, know that, what the hell you're talking about, to be honest. That's what we do now. It, it, right, with all our stuff that, that day off is, is locked. They're right so, under the train station. At oh, at the Magic Kingdom. Yep. Yeah, at Epcot, Epcot the, by the bus stop, at Animal Kingdom, as soon as you come in past guest relations on the left. I don't, I don't think and I've I, ever seen them. I don't them know, know where they are in Hollywood Animal Studios. Kingdom. They're worth it, though, man. I mean, like I said, if you're in that in between, you want to have some clo- change of clothes with you, whatever, get a locker. Instead of schlepping it all over the place, get all sweaty. That's a good point. I never really thought of that. Like, we always look like pack mules like carrying the stuff around the parks and sometimes there's stuff you need especially with younger kids like you gotta have stuff on you at all times but if you're doing that you can you know shove all the bathing suits in the locker knowing that you're not going to have a room to go back to at least you'll have the stuff when you get back to the resort and you can change in the bathroom there and, and go go for a swim it's precisely what we did a change of clothes for everybody bathing suit and pool toys and they went in a big bag in the locker and we just didn't touch them again until we left a good point so you learned something here on the uh wdw beyond the gates podcast 
We're all about education here at DVC University. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, with that being said, anything else about uh, determining the amount of points? I think, I mean, it seems like we all started with basically the same amount on our initial, and everyone has different amounts now. I know, I think Phil, he's already looking at resale, like you said. Like, you want, you want that one-bedroom poly week to 10 days. You want enough for that when that happens. Yeah, if that hits, I'll, I'll probably break. Now, on the other hand, if the new poly tower goes in the other direction, that could dictate some very different moves. I mean, the real estate choices we were talking about before may turn into a single-family home instead of DVC. We'll see. Yeah. And Mike, you think even though you initially, I remember when you first bought it, you're like, I think 300 would be perfect for me. You know, it, it, it's funny because like I keep looking and we want to do an Alani. Yeah. And we're probably going to need to either bank or borrow a little bit, which means that we have to take away from going once a quarter for a couple days. Right. With that being said, we're looking at doing other things like cruising. So if we go on a cruise, we don't need to go for six months. Right. So. I think the 150 will work. It's almost like you ate a little too much and you have to adjust the belt. I'd like to let mm. it down one and, and have 200. I think 200 would be perfect. And I think 300 would be a little too much. But I think yeah. the the 175 to two and a quarter would, would be absolutely perfect. Because you're like, I, I like being able to, like, I look at that, like staying at the treehouse, like I'm like, you could kind of convince yourself like 30 oh, let's do that for a night. let's do that for two nights and then let's just use the regular the other points for a studio yeah or like right. you look at you look at the weekly rate for the treehouse you're like you can get it for around 300 like you can get a week at the treehouses for 300 that's not bad. like you could convince yourself but do you always want it like and then you are sitting on all that you're paying all but those now the, fees I, I mean you're going to be staying there in december and this this is going to really mess you up yeah yeah that's that's another that's another lesson we're going to have to learn because phil took his loaded contract and and spread it out over years and years and i took my loaded contract and blew it on three nights at the tree houses <laughs> <laughs> which it's not the wrong i mean you do it whichever way works better for you. I think that's like an experience, kind of like a. Just no, says it just goes to start it off with a buy bang. another loaded contract. Well, yeah, you never know. Like maybe after uh, Doc sees that room, she might say, "We do need some more points." And I love looking at my account and seeing just a glut of points to go to the next year. It's it's just the cheapskate in me. It is. So it funny. is nice. Yeah, it it's is. so funny. You've talked about that, Mike. How like you you love spending money more than anybody I know. I like, like wasting money. But you like being cheap with your points. Because <laughs> I like it, being super frugal on certain stuff, and I like being a... Ooh. That's two. That's yep. two. I'm going to kick them off the 53, show. you got to add it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, another swear gets us to our second break, so <laughs> we'll be right back after this. <laughs> We are back from break. Episode number 479 of the WDW Beyond the Gates podcast is in the books. DVC University Class 2. How many points do you need? And actually, I think we uh, showed some restraint. We didn't just say buy as many as uh, as you, we didn't go with the Pete, Pete like meat route. We didn't say. <laughs> I didn't show much restraint. 
well, yeah, maybe not with your language, but right. Um, <laughs> well, I was <laughs> I was listening to a one of the DVC shows that they do, and they were talking about how he bought like a fifty point contract initially or something like that, and then his second contract was seven hundred points. It so, it was the best thing ever. He like bought like the the smallest direct you could buy at the time. Yeah. And, and he then he once, and then he bought seven hundred points right after that. So I'm just listening to him tug, but he's like, "Well, last week I put up my nephew, and the week before that I put up my sister in law, and the week before that I put up my cousin's like I best get, friend." I get and... the fact that you don't want family staying with you. I mean, I'm all I'm all over that, but to spend like you know eight thousand dollars a year on on maintenance fees, it's got to be more than that, right? Bet they never asked to borrow his golf rangefinder, though. He's oh, he's true. got two thousand points. He has two thousand points around there. And he wanted he wanted to borrow my golf. I don't even know why he wanted my golf range. No, we, you probably don't want to know either. I don't want to know. You're correct. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I can't imagine like your handshaker writing that check for the maintenance fees on the two thousand points every year. He's got two thousand points. I mean, how much? That's a lot of vacations. Yeah. Hey, good for him. I could hate on him. I'm just jealous. Oh, definitely. I would love it. I could definitely spend the points. Like those Cascade cabins mess me up. Like I, if I had big contracts, that would be my number one. I'd just be staying yeah. there every time. You wouldn't be leaving. Just stay in the room. <laughs> yeah, well, that you have to for those kinds of points. You got to feel like you're maximizing. That's an entire year's worth of points for me to go one night in a poly bungalow. Even though are you a poly bungalow or? Wilderness Lodge. Mm, Wilderness Lodge, I think, are nicer, but I think that the view out to the castle from the Poly Bungalow is pretty damn cool. That's you fair. know what you know what's a big uh, deciding factor for me between those two. If if the points were even, which they're not, the cabins are less than the bungalows. Right. Generally. Yep. That the bungalow has like a waiting pool, and the cabins have a hot tub. Like I'll take hot tub ten times out of ten over a little. Oh no, no, me yep. too. Punch bowl. That was the I don't know why they thought that was like the way to go. Like they built a hot tub sized thing and they're like, eh, we'll just make it a regular pool and you can just sit in there and like steep in tepid water. Right. Oh, yeah, and exactly. listen to the boat horns as they yeah. leave I, the TTC. I'll say this. Nobody ever talks about this. I will take the wilderness cabins, wilderness lodge cabins, because there is zero privacy at those bungalows. Everybody and their mother is watching who's on a mm-hmm. either a launch or on a ferry. The TTC is looking at you, and you get to hear fairies all day. Yeah, that's you're, right you're right next to you're right next to the dock, man. You're right next yeah. to both those docks. We I don't mind hearing it. Water view at Morea, it's brutal. Yeah. Although those boats go by pretty close to the cabins, too, though. Yeah, I don't know the water launches the, the little launches and the uh, I mean, listen, yeah. I love those sounds, they're great, makes you feel like you're on property, but right. I don't be waking up to it every morning. <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, I think we covered uh, covered it pretty well this week. Anything? Any final thoughts from uh, anybody before we start to wrap things up? Negative. Nope. Oh, Joe, did you I... want to plug your podcast? Yeah, please do. No, sure. Yeah, just uh, yeah, I love coming on the show with you guys, uh, obviously, but also come over to a DDP today. Um, we do a weekly show there, and uh, I also have a little spinoff show from there called Split Stays. It's on the same uh, feed, but I do like once a month. And I'm um, hoping um, just to kind of throw this in there. I'm hoping to have you guys on as guests. I will be out at Disneyland uh, over the next month. I would love to have Phil and Gary and you, Mike, uh, on to talk a little Disneyland resorts. So uh, that'll probably be the next show that we record for Split Day. So hopefully you guys will come on and be my guest. And uh, we'll, we'll, discuss yeah, some Disney, we'll discuss some Disneyland stuff. Let's do so, it. Sounds awesome. All right. Well. I think that's gonna that's gonna do it. You know, uh, we have our YouTube page where you're still pushing out some Disneyland content. Speaking of on YouTube.com slash at WDWBTG, Phil filmed some content for us. Mike's putting it up on our feed, so go check that stuff out. Subscribe to our YouTube if you haven't already. Um, you can, of course, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WDWBTG. Our Facebook group, uh, WDW Beyond the Gates Podcast Family. The website is wdwbtg.com. 
You can email the show info at wdwbtg.com, Mike at wdwbtg.com, and Gary at wdwbtg.com. Did I forget anything, Pards? Nope. You covered it all. All right. Once again, we'd like to thank our, our resident professors, Angry Newfield Jr. and Joe Quatt, for joining us once again this week. Um, and for my co-host, Mike, my name is Gary. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. M-I-C See you real soon. K-E-Y Why? Because we like you. Hey.